0: Would you agree that we live in a land of choices? I mean, it's, it's almost unbelievable. In fact, you know, I, I don't mind going grocery shopping with my wife. In fact, if you want to know how old we are, now our Friday night adventure is the grocery store. How many people can relate to that? We're old, you know, seriously. Friday night used to be a big deal. Now it's going out and grabbing something to eat or grabbing something coming home and going to the grocery store. I don't mind doing that, but what I hate is when she gives me a list without specifics. Are you with me? Here's why. Do you know that there are 27 different varieties of Crest toothpaste? I mean, seriously. So if she writes down Crest toothpaste, I gotta know what kind. Sometimes I will call her and they will say, Well, she's in a meeting. And I'll say, Get her out of the meeting. I need to get this toothpaste and go home. Campbell's soup. Campbell's condensed soup. There are 53 varieties of Campbell's condensed soup. I'm an ice cream man. Do I have any ice cream men and women out here? If I say briars, you know what I'm talking about? There's natural, there's French. There's half the fat, no sugar added, extra creamy, homemade, lactose free, carb smart, and that's just vanilla. Cheerios, original honey nut, nut medley, crunch, apple cinnamon, banana nut, frosted chocolate, multi grain, multi grain peanut butter, I can't even say that word, and cinnamon burst that's just cereal. can you remember going to the store when I was a little kid my dad worked in a grocery store he was the meat cutter and sometimes when I was a little bitty he would take me in and and I would sack groceries for people do you know how how Opal paid me I could go to the cereal aisle and pick out any box of cereal I wanted and I didn't have a whole lot of choices but I went for the prize in the box you know that real good thing Now I would spend three weeks in the cereal aisle. Tide liquid laundry detergent. Original scent plus uh, Febreze plus Febreze Sport. Free and gentle plus beach alternative. I guess that's sand. It helps with the agitation. Cold water, clean breeze, mountain spring plus downy. And downy with active life. That's just Tide. I'm not going to read how many different varieties of head and shoulders shampoo there is. Your assignment today is to go to the store after church and to count for me how many there are. There are like a bazillion. Based on a New York Times article by David Brooks, he claims that America is experiencing a choice explosion. I just talked about a few things. Do you remember when there was PF Flyers and then Converse? And the Converse was either black or white, high top or low cut? And then Adidas Superstars came out and now you go to the tennis shoe aisle and it's unbelievable. The experts say the average person makes 70 decisions, choices a day. I think I'm above average here. Are you? That means in over 70 years, you will make 1,788,550 choices based on your decisions. Sometimes when we have so much, so many, we have a hard time pulling the trigger, don't we? Anybody here indecisive? Indecisive? If you don't raise your hand, that means you're probably struggling. I I don't know. Am I? The world's longest engagement, it lasted 67 years. Evidently, he asked her, and they were both 15, and it took her until she was 82 years old. They were both 82 years to decide to marry I guess she had too many choices. That's the world that we live in. I mean, choices for almost everything. And help me out: is this a good choice or a bad choice? Are you with me? So I kind of explain to you the scenario, and you tell me good or bad. Evidently, this guy in Germany had a bull that kept getting out. It was out for the whole summer. He tried to lasso it, he tried to coax it, he tried to shoot it with tranquilizers, and I think this is kind of funny, the tranquilizers didn't even phase it. He saw it, a neighbor saw it eaten out of a pail of grain, so the neighbor thought if he's gonna come back to this pail every day, he will fill it with vodka. Good choice, bad choice. Two bottles of the vodka into this grain, the bull came up and it ate, and they captured it without incident. Evidently a good choice. However, the bull has a drinking problem now, and it will never be the same. I know what you're thinking. Dumb animal. Anyone here ever have a lab? Labrador? They're, they're, they're kind of crazy, aren't they? This one gobbled down seven golf balls in a heartbeat. Evidently, the vet said if it would have gobbled down one more, it would have died, its belly would have exploded. I played some golf my day. I never tried to eat golf balls. I know what you're thinking. Dumb animal. I know there was a bear that got its head stuck in a, in a jar, and it couldn't get its head out, so it wandered around the neighborhood for a while until they tranquilized it, and it took them about a week to get it. I know what you're thinking, dumb animal, bad choice. A lady in Johannesburg was on one of those safari things where they take you out in a Jeep and they show you animals. They decided to get off and get a selfie made with a rhino. The owner, of the driver said, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. The rhinoceros charged her when she had her back to it and its horn impaled her and she spent the rest of her time in a hospital bed. Good choice, bad choice. man in New York jumped into a tiger's display. When he landed, he broke a few bones, and the tiger, I guess, wasn't feeling too tigerish. It just kind of picked him up by a foot and dragged him around for a while. And they came in with fire extinguishers, and they got the tiger to go away. Good choice, bad choice. He said he just wanted to be one with the tiger. I know what you're thinking, dumb animal. Yeah. This one's gross. You want to hear it? Okay, man. This lady had a pet boa constrictor. Who does that? Good choice, bad choice? Bad choice. It's constricting around her house, and she's in the kitchen making some food, and the snake begins to wrap around her and up her, and she thinks she's having a great time. When she feels it begin to constrict... She grabs a knife and she begins to knife it. I told you it was gross. The snake dies, that's the best part of the story. The worst part is that she does too because she stabs herself. I have more, but I think you get the point, don't you? I mean, we all have choices and opportunities, and sometimes we make the right choice. Sometimes we take advantage of the opportunity. We all know about making choices, don't we? And we all know what it's like to make a good choice, don't we? But most of us are probably more familiar with what? Bad choice, bad decision. That's where we have a tendency to line up. These situations come come up all the time and there are big choices and small choices, there are are extreme and not so much, some are physical, some are mental, some are emotional, there will be a time when you will need to make a choice and hopefully your decision will be to make the best choice. Not just to make a choice, but to make the best choice. In this book of Philippians, remember Paul writes his friends in the church at Philippi and they begin to read his letter to all that were in attendance. And Paul let them know, as we discovered last week, that he felt like God was at work in them. He also reminded them and he thanked them in that first part of chapter one that they were partners in the gospel And they were doing their best to share the good news of the gospel. And he appreciated that. But he also knew that they were experiencing some other issues. Issues about people teaching in the church. Issues about how people, how church people acted towards one another. And some situations that conflicted with their community. So Paul knew they had some hard choices to make, and he wanted them to choose to do the best thing. So today, what I would like to do is talk to you about two things that come from this piece of Scripture, why choose the best, and how to do it. I mean, that's pretty easy, right? Number one, why choose the best way, and number two, how to, how to do that. So let me read for you Philippians chapter one. I want to read verses nine, 10, and 11 today. Are you with me? After saying what he said last week, he said, And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and in depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Just three verses, just two elements that I would like to share with you today, and the first is this. Paul wanted his friends to make the proper choices so that they would be pure and blameless in the eyes of others. In that part of the world in that day, they used to make beautiful pottery. It was not uncommon. In any part of that world, that pottery would be made. And oftentimes when they made pottery, at times the, 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 uh, the, the jar or the bowl or whatever they made would, would not um, uh, dry correctly. And sometimes what they made had cracks in it. Now, if you were an honest maker of pottery, you would probably throw that away and start over again. But some of those who were trying to um, make a buck or two, they would often take those creations and they would fill the cracks with wax. And then they would lacquer the creation. And nine times out of ten, if it was a quick buy, a quick sell people would not notice the flaws in the creation unless they really examined them and kind of took them up to the light so they could see where the cracks were. The reason I tell you that, this word pure in this text means without wax. Interesting. So God wants his people to be pure. He wants them to be without flaw. And the choices that we make have a tendency to to indicate our, I'm not sure this is a word, our flawness. Anybody here flawed? Broken? Hurting? We, we, we all have a tendency that, to be there. Paul wants his people to be pure and blameless in others' eyes, and he wants us to choose what's best. And... He wants us to act correctly and not incorrectly because it has to deal with our integrity and our sincerity. So you need to make proper choices for purity and for blamelessness. That's what the text clearly says. The second thing that he wants his people to understand is that they need to make the best choice so they will know they have pleased God in every way. The Bible says they will be filled with the fruit of righteousness and it comes from Jesus Christ. Remember, this word righteousness means right living. So when we live right, when we make proper choices, these characteristics begin to show themselves in who we are and how we live. That seems to be the nature. When faced with hard decisions, there are usually all kinds of factors to consider. Different options, different conflicts, different possibilities, and we choose the best. And when we choose the best, when we try to do that, when we try to act correctly, we feel pure and we feel blameless and we know that we are doing our best to Please, God. So that's the why. I mean, it's pretty basic. It's pretty easy. I have a cup at home that one of my friends out here gave me one time. It's a big old mug. It's on the front of it. it. It says Rocket Scientist. And now when Debbie fires up the coffee pot, I mean, this is a pretty big old thing. She brings my brew in the Rocket Scientist. I have a tendency to refer to things that this is not what? rocket science, or this is not brain surgery, you might be able to capture this concept. So today I had my coffee, a caramel macchiato, Debbie style, in my rocket scientist cup. I feel pretty smart today. Should have slipped in a Holiday Inn Express. Last, I just felt like This is not rocket science, folks. It's not brain surgery. If you wanna please God, You need to be pure and blameless, and you do that so you can please God. I mean, everybody here get that part? Part two. How to do this. Three things to keep in the back of your mind when doing this. The first, the Bible says in this piece of Scripture that we need to grow in love. And if we grow in love and insight, that will help us better understand grace and forgiveness and mercy and kindness. Those things are our natural byproducts once we begin to grow in love. When that happens, we have a tendency to make better choices, better decisions, and that helps us discern what is better or not so much. In fact, the Bible says that, verse 9, that his prayer is that we abound more and more in knowledge and in depth of insight, which is Driven by love. Do you know what the word abound means in the text? It means to overflow. So his prayer is that love and righteousness and grace and mercy and free would just ooze out of them. I wanted to create a word picture for you today, and the best way I know how to do that is with a demo. This is just Diet Coke. little warm now. But here's what the word abound means. Okay, are you with me? That is abounding. That's what ought to ooze out of you, out of control. That ought to just spew from who you are when you say you are a Christian. Love and kindness Insight, discernment that comes from the knowledge, and we'll talk about here briefly, but that's what the text actually means. My prayer for you is that you abound, you be, and you abound, be, with love and grace and mercy and kindness and forgiveness, that those things just ooze out of you. Got a hard question for you this morning. I know it's Sunday and it's kind of early What abounds out of you? I mean, what are you known for? Because that's what Paul wants his people to understand in this text here. This overflowing, this growing, love must be guided by knowledge and knowledge of the word of God. You see, because if you know what the book says, then you have a better chance to make proper choices and proper decisions. It ought to abound out of you. It's your natural default. You want to practice this? Do this. Yeah, I've been loving to do. Yeah, let's do this. Let me kind of create a situation for you. Here's the conversation. Oh. You're divorcing your wife, leaving your kids, and going to Mexico with someone from the office? I imagine this is a difficult time for you. Is there anything I can do to help? Do you need a ride to the airport? Would you agree or disagree? I mean, it's obvious. Some of the things I mentioned, they're contrary to Scripture. It's not rocket science, is it? It's not brain surgery. Here's how you ought to act, react. Another conversation. Oh, honey, I know you're tired today. I know it's a school day. I know you are up till three in the morning playing your video games. Why don't you just rest today, sleep it off at home in your own bed? Agree or disagree? (laughs) I got some kiddos down here saying, yeah, it sounds good. Where are I say, well, can I sign up for that? I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, it's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. It's just kind of the way it is. If you know the text, you know that discipline is good, and someone made some poor choices, so because of their poor choices, they're going to go to school tired today. I know he wants to be on the leadership team, but, man, his temper's a little bit out of control. Sometimes he just goes off and he just tears into people. I would love to see him there someday, but the Bible says in 1 Timothy 3 and in Titus that a leader should be gentle, self-controlled, not quarrelsome. Maybe they need some more time to kind of get that under control. Agree or disagree. Disagree. My microphone quit working? Agree or? I mean, it's right there in the text, isn't it? And we have a tendency sometime not to make proper choices, not to make proper decisions, because we don't funnel things through the text. So our love must be growing. It must be guided by the, the Word, and our love must be guided by insight into the situation. Remember that show Dragnet? Am I dating myself now? I already told you I go shopping on Friday nights at the grocery store. Remember Dragnet? What was Sergeant Friday only interested in? Give me the facts, just the facts. That's all he wanted. Fact is, when our love is guided by knowledge and insight, we will have the God-given ability to choose what is best in any and all situations. You know, sometimes we know what we should do and we know what we should say, where we should go, and sometimes we just choose not not to do that. Paul says, this is my prayer, that your love may abound, it may ooze out more and more in knowledge and in depth of insight So that you will be able to discern, that you will be able to know to judge what is best, and so that you may be pure without fault and blameless until the day of Christ. Doing so, you will be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. It's not rocket science. He wanted his friends to know the truth. It's not brain surgery. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Everybody here get that? The Bible tells us in Jeremiah 31, 34, and also Hebrews eight twelve that if we practice this principle, God will forgive us of our sins, our wickedness, and he says he will remember them no more. So if you want to know how to please God practice these principles and he promises to forgive our sins. Anyone here dabble in sin? Okay, we're just like jumped in it full. I mean, we're we're there, aren't we? He will forgive us our sins and remember it no more. I wish we could all do that. We are all our own worst enemies and we have a tendency to hang on to our wickedness even when we know we've been forgiven. I don't think you're going to recognize this person. Her name is Jill Price. Jill Price has a condition. She, the doctors call it superior autobiographical memory. Jill can recall in vivid detail every part of her life since age 14. I don't know how she just figured it out at age 14, but... She says she can remember the good things, but the the, the curse is that she can also remember all the bad things, the insults, the difficulties, the poor choices, the decisions that she should never have made. She says every bad decision, every insult, every embarrassment, everything that's ever happened to me. She says, and I quote, over the years, her memories have eaten her up. She says that she feels paralyzed and assaulted. And that peaceful sleep is rare. Jesus says in Matthew eleven, twenty-eight, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you what? Rest. The Bible tells us in Proverbs that we his people, Jesus' followers, ought to be able to enjoy sweet slumber. When was the last time you had a good night of rest? Maybe you haven't been sleeping because of the choices, the decisions, the lifestyle issues. Maybe because of your relationship with Jesus. You know, one thing that I enjoy doing every Sunday is all about communion. I can come in here and I can unload my wagon. At the foot of the cross in the hands of God and I know that what I do with him during communion is personal and I know that if I confess my sins the Bible says he will remember them what? no more and I encourage you because most of us are more connected to bad decisions than we are good ones aren't we? to poor choices than best choices And as we come to this time of communion today, I encourage you to open your heart to the Creator of all things and allow Him to know that you want to be without wax, without fault. And if there be times you make bad choices, my prayer is that you pray and ask for forgiveness. And ask God for the ability to more often than not make the right choice. We live in a land, they say, that is exploding with choices. Today, all I want you to do is to promise to God that you will do your best to make the right choice. It's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. Will you pray with me? Father God, we we know more about failure.